Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Red Carpet Rendezvous Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlon. Okay, so there are a lot of movies and shows out right now. I am completely overwhelmed with what to watch. Um, But I've been watching White Lotus on HBO or HBO Max. I'm watching it on. I think you can watch it on both. And that is so good. It's I don't. I want to call it a dramedy. It's a serious comedy, if you will, but it's definitely addictive and I'm into it and the cast is amazing. Now, my guest for today is actor Sean Ashmore, who you guys will literally, if you don't know who he is, look him up. You'll be like, oh my gosh, I know him. He's literally in everything. Um, But he is in the new film on Netflix and it's out right now and it's called Aftermath. And it's a horror movie and it also stars Ashley Green. Now, in my conversation with Sean, he really sells me on this movie. So um, I watched it. And I loved it. So I think that you guys should all watch it, too. And we kind of get into detail about, you know, we talk about White Lotus after. And I ask him about this other movie that I just watched. And he's a cool, cool guy. He's just very down to earth. And I I know I say it a lot. But, man, I've just been I've been lucky um, talking to these people who just make my job so easy. Um, So without further ado, here is my interview with Sean Ashmore. Thanks for joining me. Where are you located? I'm in uh, Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Okay, but you are Canadian. Is that right? Yeah, I was born and raised in Canada, and I moved here when I was about 21, and I'm now 41. So I feel like oh. California is, is almost, I've almost spent more time here in California than I have in Canada, but all my family's up there. And uh, I spend quite a bit of time back up in Canada. Yes, yes. You actually, it's so funny. You say the exact same thing that I do because I live in New York City and everyone's like, are you from New York? And I'm actually from New Hampshire, but I went to college here. So I always say, well, I'm 36. I moved here when I was 18. So kind of half and half. I don't know what I am anymore. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right? I don't want to be. One of my best friends actually is from New Hampshire. That's cool. Oh, really? What part? Um, I don't know, to be honest. Okay. I'm blanking. He's there right now. Oh, that's so um, funny. He, Maybe he's he by the lake. Me, but, um, yeah, he, hmm. he is by a lake. His okay. He's on a lake. I don't know which lake. I wish I could tell you. I wish I could think of, like, the county. It's probably, it's, town. it's um, probably, like, Winnesquam, Winnipesaukee, or something like that. But it's very beautiful by the lake, so, uh, yeah. If, if it hits, if it hits me, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll. How we how we do that, right? It's like say like, hey, we're from here, but I'm maybe I'm more Californian. I think that nobody is from California, it feels like. Obviously tons of people are, but when you're mm-hmm. in LA it feels like everybody is from somewhere else. Oh yeah. And so there's constant that conversation, where are you from? And then it's like, Well, but I I kinda of feel like I've lived here for two decades. This feels like home now. Oh my gosh, wait, you're so right, because that's the same exact conversation we have in Manhattan. Exactly the same. Where are you from? Where are you from? And if you hear someone say Brooklyn yeah. or, you know, Lower East Side, you're like, What the hell? Okay, cool. Um <laughs> Yeah. But no, so yeah, Sean, awesome. I I have to tell you, I um my favorite show was the following. Oh my gosh, I was so oh, obsessed. Yeah. I miss that show. I mean, you must miss it. I miss. I do. I love that show. Yeah, I'm in New York and Brooklyn, mm-hmm. that's where we shot. We were at the Steiner Studios, uh, the old Navy Yard. But yeah, I love that show. Uh, yes. Getting to work with Kevin 
on a daily basis was amazing. And Kevin Willingson and Marco Siega, who is our uh, producing director, was a, a friend and someone I've worked with for years. Mm. And I got a chance to work with him on that again. And it was, it was great. The show was so fun. I yeah. loved working in the city. Like, I'd never, I'd never filmed in New York before, so that was, like, the whole Wait, experience. really? You never had? I, wow. I'd, I'd um, done a ton of press in New York and, like, visited and stuff like that, but I'd never shot in New York. So that, okay. And I still haven't since then. That was, like, my one, oh my gosh. one gig in New York, and Wait, I loved it. That's so funny. So... so this also is random, but I, um, I, I'm part of this theater group out of a church, St. Bart's Church, and we actually had rehearsals, and you guys, um, you shot one of the last scenes. I think it was like the season finale or maybe even the series finale of the following at St. Bartholomew's Church on 50th and Park, and we were like, oh, my God, we were trying to see you guys, but we couldn't. So <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. I but like, I feel like that was maybe the – I do. I think that might have been the season two, the last episode of season two. I think. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. You know, there's so many locations over the years, but I do think that that was like the season two finale. Yes, I think, I think you're right. It was like um, Joe Carroll on the um, altar of a church, and you, he was going to kill yeah. – I don't know. Oh, yeah, so yeah, he, had, he had me a gunpoint. Yes! Yeah, yeah, that was season two for sure. Yes, uh, that's yes. Awesome. That's crazy. I mean, it's a beautiful church. It's a very beautiful church, and it's historic. So you know, they did they did the right thing. Um, now yeah. aftermath, yeah. it's on Netflix right now. Now I need you to tell me why I should watch it. Okay, not to put you on the it's spot, but <laughs> no, no, it's easy to sell this movie. Um, okay. <laughs> first of all, it is so creepy and scary it's based on true at a true event like a real event so the writers took this nugget of truth that was out of the world from like a true crime podcast and then incorporated it into this amazing story now if you're a fan of scary things which you are because you like the following yes love <laughs> psychological thriller and the thing to me that i loved when i read it is it's it, it's a real like guessing game i had no mm-hmm. idea what was happening to this poor couple until the very end there's a ton of twists and turns which i loved yeah. And the other thing that was most important to me is a lot of, like, sort of thrillers or horror films that I read that you don't really care about the characters. It's just the characters are sort of, like, put through this torturous situation, and they either come out the other side or you don't. Yes. But with this story, it's about this married couple who are, like, are on the rocks, and neither one of them are really wrong in the situation, but they both have, like, really different opinions about what's happening. Okay. And... Ultimately, though, you want them to stay together. You're rooting for both characters, even though they're not getting along. And that's what I thought was really important and interesting, is that, like, mm. you really, really want this couple to stay together. And you, as an audience, when I read it, I felt like you only really win. This movie only really works if they can stay together, and you're rooting for them throughout. And I feel like when I watched the movie for the first time, I was like, that's exactly what we captured. So you care about the characters. And it's super, super scary. And it's on Netflix. So this yeah. is what you do. You go home tonight, you turn off the lights, you lock the door, you make some popcorn, yep. and you sit on your couch, and you put on the movie, and you will not be disappointed. It's, it's very, very creepy, very, very scary. So if you're into that, I think you're going to love it. Wait, you are pretty amazing, I'm not going to lie, because you, and I'm not even just blowing smoke up your ass, you just sold me on this movie. So I actually, these are my plans tonight. I'm yeah. going to watch it. Yep, I really am. It's great. Mm-hmm. It Good. Well, the, the other amazing thing, honestly, is this is the first film that I've had that has released directly to Netflix. Okay. And the movie is currently number two on the worldwide list. So there's a ton of people watching it. And, and that, to me, is what's great about Netflix. Like, yes. When you release a smaller film like ours um, to theaters, it kind of has a small rollout, right? It's like in a few cities at a time. Yes. And it, really, <laughs> excuse me, it releases in different territories internationally as itself. But for a Netflix film, 
it just gets released internationally, worldwide, to every country it's available in overnight. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of this huge opportunity, if you, especially if you have a smaller film, to get a ton of eyeballs on the movie right away. And, and yeah. like I said, it's doing really, really well. Um, and so it's exciting to have a, a smaller film that you release that you're proud of that yeah. so many people can watch like immediately. All they have to do is just turn on their Netflix and, uh, and click on Aftermath. Well, it's interesting that you say that um, just about movies getting directly released to streaming services because this is actually something positive that came out of the pandemic besides, you know, all the deaths and destruction that it caused. Um, I do think that it's given um, film companies and, and actors and and just creative people different outlets um, and different ways to, to promote their movie that, like you said, is better than just opening in L.A. and New York and then waiting six months to, you know, have it be on the IFC channel somewhere um, that no one can watch. I don't know. But... And I also, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, please. <laughs> well, I was going to say there's a prestige, there's a prestige I think about having like, and and there is something that's that's really satisfying to like watch a film mm-hmm. with a group of people, especially a horror film or a comedy, right. where the reactions, like the energy of the audience, translates and can actually like fuel the movie yeah. that you're watching. Like a straight drama, it's like okay, you're just watching, they're experiencing it, but like. When we did the premiere for Aftermath uh, about a week ago, you know, people were screaming in the theater. And, wow. And, and that fuels the kind of fear. And then there's also that, like, nervous laughter after there's, like, a big jump scare. Yeah. And everybody screams. And then everyone kind of is embarrassed. And then you laugh. Like, yeah. the that communal experience is amazing. Mm-hmm. But I think the next best thing is being able to watch it with your loved ones at home. And having access to stuff like immediately, yes. you know, there, it, it just—it's a trade-off. I think there's pros and cons, and um, mm-hmm. but as far as like getting, a, especially a smaller film, out to people um, where they can watch it and, and have people watch the work that you're doing, um, I think streaming services are, are pretty amazing. Yeah, no, I I agree with that, and and you know there, I always say this: there is something extremely magical about seeing a movie in a theater. That is, that's always been my favorite thing: is going to the movies alone. I, I that's like my. My, the way I decompress yeah, I and people think I'm crazy. Yeah, why why do people think week? that? Me too. Oh my god, Sean, me too. Exactly. That's I don't know. That's what like, I do. I don't talk yeah. to anybody during a movie, so it, Ex- it is nice that afterwards, right? like, hey, let's go talk about a film or whatever. But mm-hmm. especially when I was living in New York, when I was shooting the following, I, my wife was working in LA, so she'd be going back and forth. Yeah. But like there, when I had days off in the week, I would just go to a movie theater, like at yes. two a.m. or two p.m. Like nobody's at the theater. I'll just sit in the middle of the that's theater. That's what I do. I go get a or smoothie or a coffee and like a like a nice like donut. I used to go to Donut Plant when I was pregnant and get like these huge donuts and sit in the theater at two o'clock. Yeah. I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I love that experience. And, yeah. and I don't know. And there's other people there. You're watching with other people. You just mm-hmm. don't know them. So, yeah. Anyway, I, I've seen some of my favorite films like just in the middle of the afternoon, in the middle of the week, by mm-hmm. myself, just going to see a movie. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm so with you on that. And it's also interesting because I, I don't know how I, th- I think the box office numbers are being affected, at least Warner Brothers, for example, because they are releasing right. the film on HBO. Yeah, HBO at the yeah. same time. So they're wondering why their Suicide Squad numbers, the opening night was so poor, but I guess the previews were, were very good. Well, because, you know, it wasn't out yet on, you know, you didn't have it out streaming. So it'll be weird to see what happens moving forward um with the film industry yeah. and how they're doing and everything all, and with companies releasing the like box office and you know the same day streaming like mm-hmm. it, it you know the numbers are down of course and i feel like that's the story yeah but if it didn't make sense to do that they wouldn't be doing it like these studios right. and, and networks and stuff they're they, they they know how to make money like so if releasing it day and date 
on on a screen and on a, a streaming service wasn't financially viable for them, they wouldn't do it. I know? mean, it's you think so, but they've also never been through a pandemic to do any of this testing, right? That's my only thought is that they know what they're doing, but like we've all never dealt with this before. What's kind of happening? Um, True. Yeah, that's my yeah, only I thing. Think they're making less money, but they're still right. they're still making money. There's yes. no doubt. I oh. don't think they're losing money at, at this. I just they're yes. probably not making the like you know hundred million dollars that they would like to at the mm-hmm. box office, but. Yeah, all the HBO Max streaming services, like it's it's paying for it. I have no doubt. Yeah, that business model works for them. I'm mm-hmm. sure. And now, did you? This is so random, but are you watching um, White Lotus on HBO? So I, I watched the first episode and I really liked it. Okay. And then my wife was like, "What are you watching?" And I was like, "I'm watching White Lotus." And she's yeah. like, "Well, that looks like something I'd like. Why did you start it without me?" And I was like, <laughs> "Okay, okay. So now we have to start again. So I'm waiting to start it again." Wait, when- your marriage literally sounds like my marriage. I'm always like, "Why is this my problem? Like that you have not been home and I have to restart a show?" <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we, yeah. we like different things, too. Like, Dana loves, like, Bravo, and she watches that stuff, and I tend to like, you know, heavier dramas and yes. stuff like that. So so often I'll start something and be like, I know that she's not going to like this, but but she happened to catch, like, the last couple minutes, and she's like, oh, that actually looks cool. And I was like, okay, I just thought <laughs> I this one might not be for you, but obviously it is. Yeah, yeah, so, no, it um, is. It's good. really good. I, I'm really excited for you to keep going on that show. It's so interesting that I don't even really yeah, know too. what to make of it. Um. Because I'm not, I don't really get it. It's a, do you think it's a comedy or a drama? I can't really tell. <laughs> I think it's a, I think it's a, I think it's a drama, but mm. but clearly there's like a really dark sense of humor. You know what I mean? Like yes. To me, again, I only watched the first episode, but like right. there was definitely like funny moments, but it's super dark. Like the, so the, dark. the humor is super dark, but mm-hmm. I like that. So do no, so do I. And now the last movie I want to ask you about, and this is super random, but did you watch Zola by any chance? Zola. No, I don't yeah. even know what that is. Oh my gosh. I want you to watch that it? because it's based on um Riley Keough is in it and it's based on a series of tweets, okay, that came out like two years ago. <clears throat> Basically this this stripper went with this other stripper to go strip in Florida with her her roommate who is actually her pimp and then they get in, it's crazy it literally is so crazy um i think that you should watch it with your wife it's it's really yeah i don't even i just don't know what to make of it the title sounds familiar but i don't yeah. think i've even seen like a trailer for it well, um, there's so much stuff out right now there's i know so and it's and it's a24 and i love a24 films um mm. but so okay my time yeah. is up with you Sean i am very very upset but i want everyone to watch aftermath because i am going to watch it um and i'm so excited yeah, turn it on tonight. I can't wait for you to see it. I am on it. All right, Sean Ashmore, thank you so much. This has been a pleasure. Thank you. Great talking to you. You too. Bye. Okay, now, wasn't he great? Um, it's it's funny just because I did watch him so much on The Following, and I, I never knew that I would have a chance to talk to him when I was watching The Following. If you haven't watched that show, that was on Fox, um, and you can stream it now on Hulu. It's it's also amazing, and it's definitely worth uh, worth watching. All right, guys. Well, if you like this podcast, don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple. And if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter at Conlin underscore Lauren or on Instagram at Lauren underscore interviews. All right. Until next time. Thanks for listening.